chapter 6. John 15, 1 to 6. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. This is the word of the Lord. Bill, are you still going to come and interview Billy? No, looks like I'll be able to introduce him. Uh, Moana, I'm sorry. Um, so it will be totally unscripted. Now, Moana, as a father of three daughters, uh, what tips and <laughs> advice can you give me? Um, no, you don't have to answer that one. <laughs> Tell us, now we know that you're married to Vili and you've got three lovely daughters. Uh, tell us a little bit about the community that you live and work in and amongst. Um, so we've been in Thailand you know, for 18 years and um, right now we are based in the city of Chiang Mai and uh, we live um, close, very close, in fact just in the boundary of um, several communities that are considered to be low socio-economic uh, uh, communities um, that live around you know, the earthen wall. Uh, which is the outer defense you know, for the city of you know, Chiang Mai. You have the moat, which is the inner defense and the wall, and you've got the earthen wall you know, outer, you know, as, the, as an outer defense. Yeah. And, and tell us, you're, you're engaged with um, GIA, Global mm -hmm. Interaction Australia. Mm -hmm. um, tell us what, uh, now this may be a hard question to answer, but tell us what an average day looks like for, for yourself or your wife. Uh, average, well, it depends you know, on the day, you know, during the week, um, but um, uh, there are, you know, some major things that takes place, which is uh, one is uh, uh, looking after the team uh, in Thailand, which is um, a lot of communication back and forth within the team and with Australia and with the Australian churches. Uh, that takes, you know, a good, you know, um, a chunk of my time. Um, and then it just depends, you know, on whether, you know, we have a Bible study on that day or not, or if I am teaching English, or if not, if I have a bit of a free time, then I can do a little bit of uh, visitation, uh, which is, you know, more on friendship evangelism. And probably I'll talk more about that, you know, with uh, the PowerPoint. Sure, sure. Uh, finally, what sort of ways can we pray for you and your family? 
for us as a family, I, I think you know uh, the important you know, prayer point that we would really appreciate is just for good health, um, uh, which we um, really need you know to do the Lord's work in Thailand, and uh, therefore uh, that's one area. The second area is for our children's education, uh, and that they do well in their studies and in life too, because um, the welfare of the children you know um, uh, helps parents you know um, do you know what they have been called to do. Um, so it's not just for our family, but for the other families too. And uh, for us as a family, uh, this is our last week here in Australia. And on next Sunday after the night service uh, down in Wynnum, we are traveling back to Melbourne by car. And we have to you know, get out of the country by Wednesday because our visas run out. So it's, a, it's quite a mad dash back to Melbourne. <laughs> So safe travel on the roads is a major prayer point. Well, thank you for being with us this morning and we look forward to, to hearing from you. Yeah, thank you. This is Prem. Say hi, Prem. Hello. Prem is just an ordinary Thai kid from Ban Luang. This is where he lives, this is where he went to school, and this is where he gets Gwetiao. Yum. But something happened that makes Prem a not-so-ordinary Thai. You see, a few years ago, Prem's father, Paul, met Dema here at Oi's Coffee Shop. Thanks, Oi. Now, Dema's one of these Global Interactions secret agent missionary types, so eventually Dema introduced Paul to this guy, Jesus. And Jesus changed Paul's life so dramatically that Prem started to take notice. Prem became involved in a small house church. He met the strange missionaries. They were okay. And he started hearing about this Jesus fella. But he wasn't convinced. Prem decided to work all this out for himself. So he picked up a Bible and started reading. As you might have guessed, it wasn't long before Jesus himself proved to Prem not only that he was real, but that he loved Prem greatly. Now Prem's a follower of Jesus, and he's figuring out as he goes what that looks like for a country Thai kid from Bangalore. But he's not alone on the journey. He's got his dad and the other believers in Bangalore. He's got those missionaries with their funny accents and daggy sandals. And he's got you. Jesus said that he is the vine and we are the branches. We've branched out and are living in Thailand, sharing the good news of Jesus with those we meet here. And by partnering with Global Interaction and the team in Thailand, you are branching out too. You are giving Prem and other Thai people the opportunity to hear and learn about Jesus. So for that, we thank you. Thank you, Pastor Duncan and the church for providing me this opportunity to share a little about our ministry and to bring the word of God. Um, if I had, you know, um, a lot more time, I would share about, you know, my background, my history and my people group, you know, because when I see that sign, missions, the heartbeat of God, I love it because I come from a people group called the Mizos, and you can Google that. Uh, it's somewhere in India and um, across all the hundred and 2,250 churches in our state, 
uh, every church uh, has a motto at the top that says gospel for all. And um, so the heartbeat of God is also the heartbeat of, you know, the church. And uh, this morning, you know, we want to um, thank, you know, the church, you know, for your uh, gracious uh, support and prayers for our ministry. Uh, we've been in, uh, involved in ministry in Thailand for the last 18 years. Um, for the last five years, we, were, we are based in Ch- uh, Chiang Mai, but all the 10 to 12 years has been based, you know, in the rural uh, parts, you know, of uh, Thailand, up in Chiang Rai and up in uh, Payao. Now, um, as we know, Global Interactions theme for this uh, May Mission Month uh, that has just uh, gone by is, uh, I am the vine and you are the branches, and therefore we thought we'll share a little about our ministry in terms of how we have been branching out. Uh, English is uh, the platform that we have, that's the role that we have in our communities, and that's uh, a a need that we can help meet uh, within the Thai society or the communities that we are involved in. And like Pastor Dale did talk about the secretary, uh, right now, I am involved in this community on the right-hand side, Kampeng Ngam, which is you know, a beautiful uh, wall, um, teaching English on Fridays to this group of people. And um, normally, I'm involved with a non-formal education program run by the government, giving you know, free uh, classes you know, to people who are interested in English. It's a wonderful opportunity for people to have another chance or another go in having some kind of education. Uh, there are people who come to this program uh, from all kinds of backgrounds. Some are teenagers who have been expelled from their normal school uh, due to bad uh, behavior or drug habits or just lack of motivation you know, to study. Um, some are actually, a lot of them are from Burma, from the Shan State, Tai Yai. And uh, there are also you know, um, older ladies um, who come and uh, take part in this program just because they get selected to be community leaders and want to have you know, some education for themselves uh, to be good leaders. So it's a good program that I'm involved in and what I like about it is that it gives people a second chance. Now, Vili's been involved in this ministry uh, since 2005, Beauty and Beyond, and she uses this as a wonderful way of building relationships with people, particularly, uh, well, in fact, ladies, all of them, <laughs> uh, that she connects with and, uh, and feels you know, that that relationship can be redeemed. And therefore, she uses this skill uh, of hers to, uh, to connect and uh, with the hope that uh, those, that relationship can be redeemed and that they can have a chance to respond to the gospel. Now, the church has been, you know, um, um, uh, supporting you know Vili with this project of hers, and uh, right now you know we um, have you know the the, uh, the beauty you know parlor set up, and um, we want to say thank you again to the church for your support. Um, not only you know uh, to the uh, locals does she you know provide this um, service which is for free, but also you know to our teammates, and uh, the one the picture that you're seeing there is actually Belle Harland who will be. Uh, coming, you know, back to Australia end of this uh, um, year, and they are from uh, Brackenridge Baptist. Um, Vili also, you know, um, does English teaching, which actually she doesn't really enjoy and has been trying to avoid, but sometimes there are people who come to her. For for instance, this lady, uh, her name is Dang, and uh, she wanted to come and learn, you know, English 
uh, with Vili on her first day coming into our uh, house compound, she looked all around and she asked Vili, where is the spirit house? Now that's a spirit house, but that's not in our compound, but just a spirit house, a picture that I put up. And she asked her, where is the spirit house? And that's because for Thai Buddhists, uh, it's very important that they, uh, they, 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 they worship or they, uh, they show you know, respect or even ask the permission you know, that, um, that they can come to a certain area. Now, why is this so? Because the spirits are spirits who look after the place. They are called Tauti, or the master of the place, or the territory, or the land. And she asked Vili, where is your spirit house? And Vili replied, ah, oh, we don't have one. Uh, we are, you know, a followers of Jesus. And then she just went right around 180 degrees, whying anything that she thought, you know, would be looking, a spirit looking after that place. And then later on in the conversation, she asked, she told Vili, um, normally, you know, when people teach English, they also teach, you know, about the scripture. Will you, you know, force me to become a Christian? And Vili replied and said, no, I would never do that. I w- I will, I- I'm here only to teach you English. But if you see Jesus in your dreams, I am here to explain to you about who this person is. And um, they've been having this relationship since last um, September and um, they are in touch, and I know that she is going through some difficult, you know, um, uh, um, uh, problems uh, in her life. So please pray for this relationship that Vili is having with uh, Dang. Uh, we are also involved in community projects or development in uh, small forms. Um, one of the pictures that you can see is uh, uh, replacing squat toilets with uh, commodes. And, uh, put, and in these uh, instances for three families uh, who are all in the age bracket between early 60s to late mid 70s, uh, it's just wonderful for them you know, to be using a, a commode toilet rather than a squat toilet at that age. And uh, they really appreciate you know, the uh, small ways that we can help them. In fact, for uh, Bonu, it's the first time, you know, that in his bathroom, he has a shower head. At the age of 75, he is having a shower, you know, from his, uh, from a, you know, proper shower head. Uh, the other picture is of, you know, a spot equipment from a daycare center. Um, in a daycare center where we used to live in Bansa, in Payao. And they specifically, specifically asked us if we could help them provide these, you know, um, um, uh, play equipments for the daycare center um, for children between the age of two to four before you know they go you know to transition or kindergarten in the normal school and there was a church in New South Wales that could provide those equipments besides that you know we also you might have heard from our newsletters about the mp3 projects which is small players with a memory card that we um, uh, load radio programs um, done by a Thai pastor in their own heart language, Northern Thai, mixed with songs and a simple presentation of the gospel. And the people love it. And so we use that as an evangelistic tool. And there are a lot of people in the community that you know, um, uh, receive that and want you know, that. And they take it to their fields, to their farm works, and they play it you know, for others to listen. So it's a wonderful way of reaching out to people. For us as Global Interaction, our core ministry is gospel sharing, and the way that we uh, do gospel sharing is through friendship evangelism. 
We, uh, we build relationships and we encourage all staff to have at least one to three relationships that they're working on. And uh, this morning, I would also encourage you know, the church to look at you know, the circle of friends that we have. And if we are in our Christian bubble, it may be good to just step out of that and see if we can have relationships with the world you know, around us with the hope you know, that we can redeem those relationships. Those relationships that I currently have, uh, three of them, two that I'm showing here, are men uh, slightly um, in the older age bracket, but uh, they are lonely, and uh, sometimes I get phone calls telling me, Boonma, that's my Thai name, uh, I miss you. Um, just, um, it doesn't sound very nice in English, but that's a literal translation you know, in Thai. Uh, it sounds okay even between men. Uh, you can say you know, that you, know, you miss each other. Uh, but basically, they feel lonely, and I go and visit them and uh, pray for them. Um, in Chiang Mai, we look after two small groups. One of them is this, uh, a, house, um, a house church or a Bible study group in our um, house. And um, some of them, you know, um, in fact, most of them have received baptism. Uh, Monkhon is one who actually um, was ready to, re to receive baptism in 2014, but um, stepped back because of pressure from his family. And in 2017, um, he received baptism, um, and um, he is, you know, uh, one of those um, leaders that we have in Chiang Mai who is taking an active role in trying to reach out to others. Last March, we had an annual ca camp, and during the annual camp, we had a couple of uh, baptisms too. So uh, these stories uh, I just share with you to show that in our work and ministry in Thailand, a lot of the times, baptisms take place only after a couple of years. It could be three, five, or even seven, or in this case, this lady who's being baptized in a swimming pool. Actually, it's a very small pool um, in a hotel. In fact, I jokingly tell people that's a baptismal pool. But that lady, uh, she got baptized only after six years. And, and that's the story you know, that we see in Thailand, which is, I, I think, quite different from the scriptures, because in the scriptures, you read about people being saved and are baptized. People being saved, families being saved, and are baptized. But in um, Thailand, uh, the discipleship program takes quite a long time, and the final conversion of wanting to publicly declare their faith in Jesus takes a, um, uh, takes a while. And uh, that is due to um, some of the core difficulties they have in embracing a new faith. And that's because for them, to be a Thai is to be a Buddhist. And the religion that they believe in, believe in which is Buddhism and animism, the spirit of worship, um, makes their life very content in what they have. Animism is about the present, it's all about you know, uh, worshiping spirits, receiving protection, receiving blessing, and uh, it's about the spirits taking care of them. Whereas Buddhism is all about making merit and looking after their future so that when they are reincarnated in their next life, that they are born into families or into better situations. So um, those uh, things make it very difficult for them to embrace um, the gospel. Uh, the other group is uh, San Patong. Uh, it's a small group. This is uh, a branch of you know, uh, the first group as one of the believers wanted to reach out to her father, her uncle, and her aunt, as you can see in the picture. 
And uh, it's, it's a small group, but very, you know, uh, very committed to coming and uh, worshiping God weekly. Last year, when we went to India for two months, I prepared eight lesson plans for them. And I told them that you're going to be on your own, meet together, and, uh, uh, and take turns in teaching the scripture. It's all there in the, plan, in the lesson plans. On my return, when I first visited them, uh, Ponu, the older man, asked me immediately, Achan, which is teacher, where is our certificate? Um, uh, just a wonderful group, you know, who are committed to studying the word of God and uh, who have found happiness, joy, and peace in uh, their new faith as believers of Jesus. This is uh, the group that we were part of since 2006, and uh, right now we go and visit them on a monthly basis, and uh, it's a group that is led by Long, and his wife Min, and there are two other, uh, one other couple, Nuk, and his wife uh, Kui. Long is the leader in this house church. Now, when, first, when Long first became a believer, one of his main prayer points was to find a wife. And we used to write in our newsletters for almost five to six years, please pray for Long. And, and the church back in Australia prayed for Long for a long time. And Last, uh, two years ago, uh, in 2016, uh, Long, you know, um, finally found a wife. Uh, and uh, this is, you know, your prayers answered, our prayers answered. And as you can see in that picture, it's Long in a white suit, um, a, a Thai traditional in a suit, um, doing the bridegroom procession. So which is different, you know, from our Western, you know. Um, it's, it's not the bride, but it's the bridegroom, you know, who is... Uh, 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 taking part in this procession along with, you know, some of our colleagues and fellow missionaries. And the wedding took place in his parents' house, as you can see in that picture. And that was the first Christian wedding uh, in that village of Bansa of around 3,000 people. And here you can see some of the cultural you know, aspects of, you know, that wedding. Uh, it was a Christian wedding, uh, but done in a Thai uh, traditional cultural way. There was no exchange of rings, but there was, um, 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 what do you call, uh, just, you know, a um, circle of strings that are connected to each other, placed on the heads as uh, a pronouncement that they are husband and wives. And in the second picture, you can see how people give their gifts, uh, which is they tie envelopes that, are, that have money in it tied to the wrists. So it's both the bride and the bridegroom, you know, uh, wrist tied together with just bundles of envelopes or money or, you know, gifts, you know, that are given, you know, so um, if you want to hear more about this, you can come, you know, to the Tuesday Friendship, you know, club and we'll talk more about it. Um, and that's, you know, the believers, um, they're in Bansa with uh, their leader, Long, and his bride, Min. Um, not only that, we also conduct leadership trainings for leaders from three faith communities, and um, we... Um, conduct them twice a year, and these uh, trainings are very important because uh, all our leaders are lay leaders, um, and uh, they aren't paid, uh, they take care of the communities, they do all the teachings of the scriptures, and so please continue to pray and support this program that we have for empowering the national leaders. Um, this is the leadership uh, team in Bansa. Now, uh, why I chose you know, that photo to talk about this morning is because of uh, Long and his wife, Min, and the other 
church leader Nick, when we first started reaching out to them, it was actually over a meal. And this morning also we're going to have lunch, and I understand that everyone is invited to participate in that lunch, but uh, there is spirituality over a meal or at the table. Uh, there is hospitality. There is, you know, um, there, is, there, there is a fellowship, and uh, there is an opportunity to talk about in a scripture. So um, that's how we got to know Long and Nick when we first invited them one month after we entered their community to have a picnic together over a meal. Um, that's the food that the Thais, the Northern Thais normally have, sticky rice, um, different curries, a bamboo shoot, um, chili paste, and um, yeah, I'll talk more about this on Tuesday. Uh, the other area that I'm involved in, in ministry-wise, is looking after the small church, um, Banboa Church. It's a mainstream, traditional church. We get our visas from uh, the Church of Christ in Thailand, and uh, therefore, I have an obligation to help look after one of the churches that don't have a pastor. And the other responsibility is my role as the team leader for this team. We have a really big need. Uh, as a team, uh, we want to branch out and uh, for us to branch out, we have two young families who will be doing that in 2019 and 2020, but they've got young kids, they've got young children uh, who do homeschool program, but we don't have teachers for 2019 and 2020. So I would like to leave that as a prayer point uh, for the church to pray about, and if you know of anyone who is interested or who could come and help us with the homeschooling program, we would be so thankful um, uh, uh, to you because it enables us to branch out to a new ministry location where we want to start new church plants. This morning, I'm going to take, spend some time um, talking you know, from the I am statement of Jesus. I am the true vine, and you are the branches. If you remain in me, I remain in you. You will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, that is an I am statement. And if you look at the six I am statements prior to that that Jesus makes, all those I am statements are actually very much mind-blowing. Who on earth would make such an I am statement? I am the light of the world. I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection and life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And it goes on. And if I were to make an I am statement, it is pretty ordinary and it is pretty limited. I can make an I am statement such as I am, a teacher. And you might think, so what? I'm also a teacher. Or you might, actually, you even have a better profession than, my, uh, th than I have as a missionary. I might say, I am, you know, a footballer. And you're thinking, oh, what kind of a footballer is he? Look at his size. Uh, but what I mean is a soccer player. That's what we play back in, you know, um, in, 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 in Thailand. So when I make all those I am statements, it doesn't really excite you. It doesn't really sort of, you know, motivate you because you can make all those kind of I am statements, even better I am statements than me. But when Jesus makes those I am statements, there is a lot of significance. There is a lot of meaning. It gives direction uh, for us if we study those I am statements. And this morning, when we look at that I am the true vine and you are the branches, that statement made by Jesus, the last one, it is, it is something, you know, that that we just need to pause and really understand why does Jesus make that statement? 
Now, are names important? Absolutely. Names are important. And even in Thailand, names are important given the fact that they are a society that uses nicknames a lot. They have the real names. And it's possible for a family to not know their neighbor's real name or family name. That's possible. But they know each other by their nicknames. Now, when I go and visit you know, the house churches or the communities of faith, I stay in a guest house. And in, uh, the owner of that guest house has two sons. One is, uh, he's named him FIFA, F-I-F-A. And the second one, the second boy, uh, is named Euro. So for those of you who uh, have an understanding, have responded by that, you understand that here is a father who really wants his two sons to have good soccer skills. He himself is pas passionate about soccer, and therefore he's given them two names, FIFA and Euro. Now, as a father, that's all he can hope for. That's all he can pray for, that his two sons, FIFA and Euro, would one day become real great soccer players. But when God gives names to people, God has the power to help or enable that person to become the name that he has assigned to them. And therefore, when we look at this I am statement, I would like us you know, to go back to the Old Testament. In Exodus, you know, where God meets Moses through the burning bush. Because it is in that, you know, uh, chapter 3 of Exodus, verses 14 and 15, when Moses asks God, if I come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask they asked me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. So here we see God revealing his divine name to Moses. I am who I am, twice. And in the next verse, uses the word, the Lord, or Yahweh. And my Bible, at the bottom, in you know, a footnote, you know, gives an explanation. I am what I am, or I will be what I will be. And then in verse 15, the word Lord, when spelled with capital letters, stands for the divine name YHWH, or Yahweh, which is here connected with the verb Haya, in Hebrew, to be. Or I am. So we can see you know, that there is the connection of Yahweh or Lord, as we use in English, with the phrase, I am who I am. And that divine name has an implication that God exists and is already there and is behind everything that we see all around us, is the source of all energy. And the name Yahweh is drawn near to us, or I am who I am, in Jesus. And therefore, when Jesus makes the statement, I am the bread of life, I am the good shepherd, I am the way, the truth, and the life, I am the true vine, I can see that God is giving a name to Jesus. I am who I am. It's all tied in. 
Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus is the true vine. So when God gives us names or to people, God has the power for that person to become the name that he has assigned to. For example, take the name of Eve, mother of all living beings, or Abraham to Abraham, father of the multitude of nations, because that was what God blessed him and made him to be. Or Jacob, one of my favorite characters in the scripture, who finally becomes Israel, he who strives with God. And therefore, when I look at this statement, I am the true vine, Jesus doesn't stop there, but qualifies that statement with another phrase, you are the branches. And if I was to use, uh, change that speech, Jesus is telling me, I am a branch. And therefore, when I try to connect it with the Old Testament of how God gives names to people, here is Jesus giving us a new name. You are the branches. We are the branches. And when God gives us a new name, God has the power to enable us to become a branch that can bear fruit. And therefore, once in my life, I can make a significant I am statement where I can say, I am a branch that is connected to the true vine. And that I am statement that I can make is given to me by Jesus. Because Jesus tells me, you are the branch. And I can say, yes, I am a branch, a new name that God has given me, and God has the power for me to become a branch that is productive, a branch that bears fruit, a branch that is empowered, a branch that is not just a noun, but a verb to branch out in all different areas of our lives. Now, in that verse, it says, if you remain in me, I will remain in you. In Thailand, one of the churches that I you know, I'll, um, um, go and visit, the church secretary gave us uh, some lamiai, that's the longan seeds or, or, or fruit. Now, I t it looks a bit like lychee. It's brown in color. I think you can find it in the supermarkets. It's a bit fleshy like lychee, but brown in color. And it's cultivated and grown extensively in northern Thailand. We took uh, some of the seeds back to India and planted in my in-law's place. Um, two years ago, we saw that the, the, the two trees was doing really well. Lots of branches and heaps and heaps of leaves, but no fruit. So I went back to the church secretary. He himself has an orchard of 300 you know, lamiai trees. And I told him, how do you, you know, propagate? How do you, you know, uh, get your lamiai trees to bear fruit? And he told me, oh, what we do is, you know, we take a branch, you know, of one of those trees that bear fruit. We take it, we, we, uh, we cut it off, and then we take the width of an inch of the bark off uh, from that branch with a cutter and a plier and uh, make sure you know, that you, know, you can you know, see you know, the, you know, the, the, the inside of the branch or the skin. And then you take a small bag of coconut fiber and you wrap it around the, bark where you've, uh, around the area where you've taken off the bark and you make a slit. And then he told me, that's it. And you plant that. I said, oh, is it that simple? Oh, it doesn't make sense to me, I'm confused. How is it you know, that that coconut fiber wrapped around the branch that you planted into the ground 
will start bearing fruit after a couple of years. And he said, oh, Achan, that's teacher. No, you've got to take this branch and take it back to the tree. And you've got to tie it to one of those branches. And probably from my description, you can understand that that is the process of air layering. So you take it back and you tie it to one of those branches and you've got a slit. So when it, does, uh, when it starts raining, water can seep through the coconut fibers and to the branch. And because it's connected to the branch, after four months, what should happen is that you should start seeing roots, probably yellowish, whitish, uh, grow all around the coconut fiber from the branch. And then you untie it, take it off, and you plant it. And that tree should bear fruit. And that's how they propagate uh, the Lamiai trees in Northern Thailand. When I saw that, I said, wow, that is exactly what Jesus talks about. That if you remain in me, I will remain in you and you will bear much fruit. And I think that's a wonderful metaphor or description, a vivid description of what it means to abide in Christ, which is that we may have to take some things from our lives off first, something that hinders us to have a wonderful, deep spiritual connection with Christ, and come to God with just our inner raw souls and spirit and remain in God and allow the values of the gospel, the scripture, the life of Jesus grow in us so that we can branch out to bear fruit. The fact about fruit trees, and I'll just come to that last part of bearing fruit because in the New Testament, there is a lot of metaphor of, of bearing fruit. Uh, bearing fruit, it can also you know, mean various kinds of fruit. In Colossians, it talks about winning people to Christ. Um, it also talks about, you know, in Galatians, about, you know, the character of the fruit of the Spirit. Or it talks about righteousness or good works on deeds. But in that, you know, uh, John uh, chapter 15, it particularly talks about love. But anyway, in terms of fruit, when we look at fruit trees, the basic fact that we see is that fruit trees produce fruit never for its own consumption. You take a mango tree or a tamarind tree or an orange tree, those trees will bear fruit never for its own consumption. It's meant for the little children to come and pluck those lovely fruit and enjoy those tasty fruit. And if you look at all the different kinds of fruit that the New Testament talks about, whether it's winning people to Christ, it's not for your purpose, but it's for others to respond to the gospel. Or for that matter, look at you know, the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. All those fruit actually are relational fruits. When I produce the fruit of patience in my family, it's my girls who enjoy that. It's not for me. And therefore, here, the Bible tells us that we are to be bearing fruit, but those fruit that we bear are not for ourselves. It's meant for people around us, people in our community, people in the world, so that they can enjoy. And if they produce their fruit for me, we can live in harmony. We can live in fellowship, because I also enjoy the fruit of the people who live around me. 
And therefore, this morning, I would like to conclude by encouraging us to see that we are the branches. It's not a very, it's not a simple statement. It's a very significant statement because Jesus has allowed us to call ourselves, I am a branch. We are the branches. That's a new name that God has given to us. And because God has given it to us, he has enabled us to become branches that bear fruit. Fruit, not for ourselves, but for people around us, in our families, in our circle of friends, in our communities. The condition is that we remain in him and connected to him. I was sent a devotion by my wife, uh, Vili, two months ago when I was on my own in Melbourne. Abraham Lincoln was in one of those auctions or what they call a bidding, where people were bidding for slave girls. And he noticed one man who was very enthusiastic about bidding for one particular girl. And he could see that this man had some ill intentions and probably might have wanted to abuse. And therefore, Abraham took part and paid the price for that slave girl to be free. Now, the slave girl, she was absolutely baffled and she couldn't understand why Abraham would do that. And she asked Abraham, are you sure that I am really free? That I can go wherever I want to now? And Abraham told her, yes. And then with tears streaming down her cheek, she replied, then I choose to go with you. And that speaks volume to me in that she could see that there was grace and kindness in Abraham. We've sung the song that we are no more slaves to fear, to sin, that Jesus has paid the price for our sins on the cross. Jesus has redeemed us. And for you and me this morning, it's a wonderful opportunity again to just recommit ourselves and say, I will remain in Jesus. I will be connected to Jesus. I choose to be with Jesus. Shall we pray? Gracious Heavenly Father, we want to thank you and praise you for your words. We want to thank you for the wonderful, powerful statement of Jesus that says, I am the true vine and you are the branches. And this morning, collectively as a church, Father, we acknowledge and we say to you, we are the branches that are connected to your son, Jesus Christ. And therefore, Father, we pray that you would bless us as a church, as a community, that we would bear much fruit in the communities that we are involved in, that we participate in, that we are part of. And Lord, we pray, Lord, that we can bear fruit, not just for ourselves, never for ourselves, but always for people around us, whether it is people in our families, our circle of friends, our workplace, or even in our communities. Help us to be branches that bear fruit for your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Moana. Very encouraging words, and it's, it's great to be able to hear what you get up to in, in the um, in the work that you do and the, uh, the fruit that you see as well. Here's another statement from Jesus, an I am statement. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me.